You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 237, for the week of Wednesday, 7th of September, 2016. I'm Ben, and ably assisting me this episode are... John. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Davy Boys Toys and Bam Kapow Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Playmates Star Trek The Motion Picture Kirk and Spock, the Cracked Tusk Predator Action Figure, and the Sideshow Collectibles Aquaman Premium Format Statue. Welcome back, chaps. How are we? Yay, we're here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Excellent. John, John did you... I win you, the enthusiasm uh, competition. <laughs> That's always a given at this time of the year. Uh, and, and John, did you get it together? Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, I think. I don't know if it's right, but it's together. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was you What's, were trying to get together. Yeah. It's it's part of my uh, toy of the week. Ah. Uh, yeah. uh, oh. Some assembly required? Uh, yes, it's a builder accessory. Ah, cool. Oh. I'm not sure of the actual figures that you're doing for Toy of the Week this week, so that'll be exciting. Well, it's, it's kind of a takeoff of the last, or well, not the last, but one of the last Toys of the Week I did. Hmm. Yeah. Second in a series. Yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good stuff for Toy of the Week this week, and uh, I'm even stepping aside to, to let Scotty cruise on through with his Toy of the Week. Not making him oh, wait. Very generous. <laughs> so what else has been happening, Scotty? Oh, I've just come off of two weeks of work travel um, for a week at home, which is very exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, just doing all the family things, had horse stuff <laughs> happening today and basketball stuff happening today. And, at the same time? Um, but, yeah, at the same time. <sighs> There's a new sport. Yeah, that's right. Horse basketball, equestrian basketball. basketball. <laughs> I don't think we can beat monkey junk, but uh, <laughs> from last week, but horse basketball. Oh, there you yeah. go. We've yeah, come so up now I'm... Than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when we get the title done early. <laughs> I um had a really funny thing happen this week because I was up in Queensland and um I was like you know I'm from Melbourne and it's still kind of cold and just coming out of a really really cold winter here for by Australian standards. And I went into a meeting, um, an early meeting in Brisbane on Tuesday, I think it was. And I was thinking, man, I'm warm. Like, I hope I'm going to be not too warm in this jacket I've got on. And then we went into a meeting room and the, the local person turned on the heater. <laughs> and he was like, wow, it's cold in here. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> And then everyone else came into the room and they're like, oh, it's freezing in here. Is the heater on yet? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to melt. <laughs> it's one of those places where they build houses with no heaters because they just don't need them. So yes. Go especially far north Queensland. It's like we just don't have heaters. It's quite Yeah. Boring. Now, see, where I grew up, well, we didn't have air conditioners. 
Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where I, I lived when I first moved to Australia, um, in Wollongong, which is where my wife is from, um, you know, that is a very temperate place, even mm. though it's in New South Wales, it's like, you know, it's near the coast and it doesn't get super cold there. So the places that we were living in when my parents first came to visit us, um, didn't have heating in it. And the, Austra- the Australian approach to, what we call winter, you know, is very different. It's like, you know, you put a, put a heater on, but you still, uh, rug up, you know, you're not, you're not heating mm. the house to be able to wear a t-shirt inside. Um, and my parents came in like, I think August or late July, early August and absolutely froze. <laughs> like they were really cold. And so it was really uh. funny. My mom, my mom completely freaked out because there was no heater in the place we were staying. <laughs> So, but she also freaked out because, um, the, we went to the shops and the red stuff that you put on your, um, hot dog was called tomato sauce, not ketchup. And she had this like argument with the checkout chick about it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I just want to let you know that this is actually labeled wrong. It says tomato sauce, but it should say ketchup. And you might want to talk to someone about that. Tomato sauce. Tomato yeah. sauce. <laughs> John, how's your tomato sauce slash heating situation? Um, good. Yeah, we we actually had overheating <laughs> at work because we were, um, I was actually out on our manufacturing floor with another engineer and we were looking at something. I was like, you smell something? And he's like, yeah, kind of. And uh, about 10 seconds later, the uh, fire alarm went off. And, and oh, we cool. A, we machine, oh, no. machine fire. So we had to like, you know, all troop outside and wait for the fire truck to show up and <laughs> the, the worst part is because it, it was a, a titanium fire in a machine, um, which we got out right away. I mean, everybody kind of knows what to do and, you know, there's not a lot of panic, mm. but, um, that smell kind of hangs that burnt metal smell. Yeah. It hangs around for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. I love when we have evacuations at my work. It's a six story building and absolutely nobody pays any attention to the rules whatsoever. You know, we're supposed to go down the stairwell single file on the inside of the stairs because uh, firefighters, when they go upstairs, um, they stick to the outside of the stairwell because they run their hands along the wall in case uh, the stairwell is full of smoke. They can sort of work out where they are and whatnot. And people go down side by side and they've got their cups of coffee and it's like don't take your, your personal belongings, but you know, there's always those people with their bags and... So, yeah, if there's ever a fire, I'm just going to, you know, count on number one. Well, if we'd actually, if it had actually been like maybe 24 hours earlier, it had been pouring rain. So we were really all grateful that it was nice and sunny out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, not evacuating into the car park in the rain. Yeah, that's not a lot of fun. Yeah. I worked <laughs> at a boys' boarding school um, in New South Wales, uh, that had, you know, it's in these really old buildings. Um, and we had like a modern fire alarm system, but really old buildings. And, uh, it, when they first set it up, it would go off, you know, two or three times a week. Um, and usually kind of right in the middle of borders, um, having showers at night. And so it'd be like, you know, the, it'd be, you know, eight o'clock at night, eight thirty, um, in winter. And you say, sorry, we've got to evacuate. 
<laughs> Wet kids in towels standing on that side of it. go back in now. <laughs> How have you been, Ben? Oh, I'm fine. We're uh, right in the, the depths of birthday season in the fish milkshake pond. We um we have seven seven birthdays in eight weeks, I think. Uh all That's the all the kids all the, all the tadpoles, the the, the good uh, all the grandparents. So I had uh, the twin tadpoles last Thursday and had their birthday party today, which is Saturday, and it was twelve six-year-olds, and it was uh, oh, it was fun. It was fun, but it's loud and manic, and yeah. then after everyone's gone, they play with all their their loot that they've acquired through the process. So I've drunk a couple of gallons of pretend tea and had a complete makeover with a, a beauty kit. Oh, and tell me there's pictures of that. So, the, the, there is not, but, uh, yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so was this, it was held at your residence? No, 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 I'm not that insane. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, I outsource such things. I, I am more than prepared to uh, pay money if it means at the end I can just get up and walk away and uh, absolutely. leave we the did chaos one, and mess. Yeah, we did one birthday party at our place and, and it was like, you know what? Let's not do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you go somewhere else, you you can almost uh, hand over some of the responsibility to the staff there. So Yes. But but even at age six, parents just dump their kids and go. So, mm-hmm, okay. Hmm. I remember having a birthday so, at a Ponderosa steakhouse. I like the sound of that. Wow. Do you remember Ponderosa? you ever been to a Ponderosa, Scott? I do. You absolutely you know, remember. You'd Pop- get the little Pop- train and you'd go down the, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, you were in the back room. I remember that because I got the Tonka ambulance that had the little figures in it. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Ponderosa is not around anymore, is um, it? I think it might be, but they're pretty sparse. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Those were well, Something that is not sparse is news items, and perhaps we should come back in a moment with some articulated news. Now you can join the battle between brave Lionheart and the evil Skull and the hairy ghostlings. Lion, your side! Now, Master! They change to fight with ghostly might. Turn them into the light and they change into even more powerful creatures. Now, the mining is free! Take this! Ah. Supernatural! Lionheart, Skull and Ghostling sold separately, new from Tonka. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and may have caught our eye this week. And, John, you are kicking us off. I am. You are? I am. I did. I decided. Well, but my tabs are in the wrong order now. <laughs> um, you, you got ahead of me. Hang on. I, I can kick things off. Uh, first up, we're seeing from Lego, uh, it seems to be a lot of Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, mm. uh, Star Wars story uh, news this week. Um, we're seeing Lego sets. Uh, Krennic's Imperial Shuttle, which looks very much like a the, the Shuttle Tidarian, with, um, but in black. But yes. its wings go straight up, more like a Force Awakens type shuttle, I think. 
I I'm really digging the designs for for Rogue One. I think there's some really fantastic, uh, I guess, tributes to Star Wars designs. Like they could have easily, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, a- amped up that sort of futuristic design and, and got ahead of themselves, like ahead of where Star Wars was. So the, the fact that you know I've seen a lot of the different uh, troopers with their blasters and the blasters that varies on 1977 feel, um, which I think is great. Yeah, well, I mean, and then um, we've seen the the U wing fighter, which which harkens back to you know all those great original intro- trilogy ships. Um, mm. But this one, it actually looks like a Buck Rogers starfighter with four engines to me. That's a bit, yeah. The Tie Striker, which looks like a variation between Vader's and a, a Tie Advanced and a like interceptor type uh, Tie Fighter, um, and you know all these are coming with little mini figures and. They, they they definitely harken back. Um, even seeing an ATST, so um, you know if you've seen the trailer, mm. there there's some adats in there. Uh, this is just a, a a different take on the ATST. Um, Imperial assault uh, hover tank. It's a little you know hover vehicle. I kind of wonder if that's actually in the movie or not. I have my doubts, but um, mm. you know I'm not going to try too many spoilers on the characters that come with it. Um, the one droid character K2SO. Um, is getting one of those bionicle type figures, as well as Jin Erso and a Death Trooper. But the, the the droid one looks really good. I mean that uh, style yeah. obviously suits them. Um, yeah, so, uh, he looks um he looks a bit like the Iron Little Brother. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me of something, and I don't quite know what. And it's not that, but um, I just got to give it some thought. I think there was a wasn't there a generic. Uh, Figma mm. that they used to use to, um, to sort of give you size comparisons and context with some of the Bandai yeah, effects maybe. and stuff. Mm. Um, and to kind mm. of keep the Star Wars theme going, uh, we're seeing Rogue One pops, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, obviously, Jen Erso, um, she's getting a couple of exclusive versions as well. So you're seeing her with her hood up. And, uh, that's a hot topic. And then Target's getting her in her tie outfit, I think. So with a bear head, obviously it wouldn't be good to have her helmet kind of, <laughs> uh, Captain Casey and what is it? Andor, uh, he's getting his like Hoth Han outfit as a release. And then a, a non, um, winter jacket release as a Target exclusive, uh, the aforementioned KE2SO, he's getting a, a pop, which is really odd looking, but we'll take it. Uh, yeah. The, um, I'm not even going to try and say his name. Uh, the uh, probably Jedi characters. Oh, Iron Monkey. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Bishop. <laughs> um, they're they're kind of getting getting pops as well. Um, and then uh, the, the one that I think is going to maybe stand out is... Uh, uh, director Orson Kerr, what is it? Kranick? Kernick? Kranick? Mm, Kranick, yeah. Uh, he's got that very traditional white, um, Imperial Navy uniform with a cape. Um, and he, he actually shows up in the trailers too. So, uh, you know, mm. he's, I think, in charge of the, uh, Death Star product. So. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I think of when I see all this stuff is the, you know, Disney are obviously trying to put out a, a pretty tight schedule of Star Wars films, and uh, it makes you realise that we are going to have Star Wars merchandise in stores yeah, pretty much definitely. Yes. Um, 
now kind of something that we're going to see, especially with this film, is they've actually worked in. Um, and this may be a spoiler, but I don't think so. Um, you're getting Darth Vader pops. So, um, and not only are we're getting two, we're getting one that is a just standard Vader hands on his belt, and then one that's kind of got his hands up, maybe using a force choke position. And that's an exclusive. Cool. I'm trying to remember who he is exclusive for. GameStop? Yeah. It might be GameStop. Yep, it is GameStop. So, mm. um, you know, we're seeing... A, that's the thing when I saw this announcement that really kind of struck out or stood out to me is uh, a lot of these are having exclusive versions. So if you want to yeah. be completest for this film, you are going to be going a lot of different places to get them all. <laughs> I know the good thing about a lot of the Funko Pops is uh, they're supposed to be exclusive to certain outlets, but they do often end up showing up in other places as yeah. well. Uh, you know, I've seen stores here stocking uh, Pops with various stickers on them and uh, saying that it's a certain Comic-Con in America convention exclusive. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, they do generally turn up. Well, so... Yeah, I, but here, obviously, they don't, because if they're exclusive, they're going to be exclusive, so um, we can mm. go into those places. Um, not to be outdone, though. The the folks over <laughs> at Pacific uh, are coming out with more of their big figures. Um, I think we're seeing, what, Jin Urso and um, a Death Trooper, who seems to kind of be the, the standout Imperial troop that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and then a Plus Stormtrooper. Um, you know, obviously with the period of this film, it's, it's, we're getting that original, you know, plain white stormy back and, and then, right. um, uh, K2SO again. So, um, he's kind of a cool figure to have at this. I don't know. I kind of dig that, uh, that giant yeah. robot. Yeah. Look. Um, but the, uh, the structure looks cool as well. So I, I have absolutely no idea about K2SO. I have no concept of where it fits in whether it's good or bad or yeah you know it's like so. um, i remember when the force awakens trailer came out and we were all watching it and the, there's that scene where where han and ray are uh walking up through uh maz's the entrance where all those flags are you know to the to the bar and uh everybody was like what kind of place is this you know and, yeah and, and, yep. and we're seeing some of that now um the adats on the beach i, I think that's pretty cool um, because yes. you know, adats have so long been, you know, Hoth or Endor and, you know, not warm places. Um, you know, we mm. never really thought of them in a tropical environment. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that, that, that kind of freaked me out a little bit at first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's seen in the trailer where the guy fires the, uh, the missile launcher. That, yeah. uh, that's the sort of stuff that just gets you lining up now. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't do all Star Wars news, although, Ben, you're going to probably come back and do some more. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. take a little break from that here and talk about a 1-6 scale figure coming from 3A, and that is the Black Widow. Um, and this goes in that same series with Iron Man um, that we saw previously. And what was the other one? Did they do Doctor Doom, I think? Uh, they did Doctor Doom. I think they've just done a Spider-Man, yeah, finally. Right. The, the robot Spider-Man. So it's obviously stylized. Um, she looks very anime. Uh, she comes with a coat piece that is just, you know, goes over the middle of her body. Um, cause her arms are black. So they fit with the coat without the coat. Uh, semi comic book, I'd say. Cause she's got the, you know, yeah. more, uh, comic book 
belt and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Very bright orange pear. Um, I think they borrowed some hair from a, a fishing or a plastic from a fishing lure company. Um, <laughs> but she also comes with a masthead, which, which I think is kind of clever. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's unusual. Mast, not her whole head, I guess, but, uh, not, not too bad. It's different. Yeah. I, I don't find it as difficult to look at as say, um, the Dr. Doom was. It's, yeah, it's nice. I actually, I, I made a mistake. I guess, I guess her coat does have, um, black sleeves on it. I thought it was just the middle, but it's not. It actually has sleeves on it. So my mistake, mm. um, cause she has wrist, wrist gauntlets on and, uh, those get covered up by the coat. Yeah. I, I, it's 159, um, arriving in first quarter 2017. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you were collecting those other ones, uh, this would be okay. But if you're a Black Widow fan, it might not be too bad to have. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't mind it. I, I like it a lot more than, yeah, the, the male figures that they've done. Yeah. Uh, well, and she's not yeah. a robot either. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, the next one, you know, we always talk about the new caught eye. Uh, this one is a pre-order. I saw it and I clicked on it just cause I want to see what it was. And it's, uh, the one six scale gangster's kingdom, um, from damn toy. Uh, we'd seen a couple of these other ones before. They're kind of like just bad guy type figures. This is Hearts Heart Three Bartley. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'll just click on it, and look at it. I, I clicked on it and I said, man, that's, that's sculpted to look like Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. And I got looking at it. Agreed. And I was like, no, this is sculpted to look like Hannibal Cho from Chow from, uh, Pacific Rim. And, as you click through the pictures, you realize he's got the cigar. Um, he's got the almost a similar styled coat, um, vest, and the character in Pacific Rim wore a vest. Um, yeah. But he even goes down. He's got the um, he comes with the dog, but he's got the little um, round glasses that he had mm. in, in the film. So um, it's a very stylized interpretation. But I don't think there's any disputing that. This is definitely a take on either that character or Ron Perlman in general. Um, kind of an interesting little, little harkens back to me for the, you know, there was a time when, when companies like, uh, McCoy Toys, when they were doing their knockoff indie and stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, before we kind of got some of the licensed one six figures out there. Uh, kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's a fun piece. But yeah, I clicked on it and I was but, like, wait a minute, that's that's Pacific Rim, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it comes with two cigars. One yeah. actually has a little smoke effect on the end too. So it's not a bad price. No, either. One sixty-five. Um, I mean, it's hmm. not a lifelike portrait. We'll say it's it's definitely like I said, a stylized portrait. But um, yeah, and he comes with wow. comes with a, a a dog as well. So I was going to say, in terms of accessories, you know, that's a pretty decent. Yeah, accessory. So if you uh, are a Pacific Rim fan, you might want to check that out. It's on pre-order. We'll be here second quarter 2017 for 165. Um, hmm. Figure Arts is, uh, you know, they had done a Bruce Lee figure previously with uh, the bare-chested one, and, and everybody kind of liked that one. But um, I think this one is, is probably going to be some people's favorite, and that is the yellow tracksuit uh, Bruce Lee from, I think that's Enter the Dragon, isn't it? No, Game of, Game yeah, of Death. Sorry, my mistake. My mistake. Um, he gets three facial expressions, two nunchucks, and a staff. Um, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with uh, uh, Bruce Lee in this version, um, think uh, the bride from uh, Kill Bill One. Yeah. This this is the fit her hers was based on the yellow outfit. So, um, 
<laughs> this is a sensational figure. Yeah, I, th- I think this will be one that people will probably snap up. Yeah, yeah this, this just looks great. The the only thing so. that kind of looks a little weird is the crotch piece. Yeah. It, it looks like he's hanging a little low yeah. there, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the, just the nature of the uh, the style of figure. One of the facial expressions or one of the, the portraits is not winning me over. He's got this kind of... Uh, uh, almost a grin that looks almost a Heath Ledger Jokerish in its. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I I think he had that from time to time. Yeah, oh, yes, I think it's yeah, probably an definitely. accurate look, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the the open mouth one is pretty cool. I thought it is. I mean, yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. Definitely getting... I think I think fans will be happy for this one, and yeah, I, I I can't wait to see those bride uh, pictures with him. I think that'll be cool because you know people are going to do <laughs> yeah. that. So. Yeah. No, that's that's a really nice yeah. figure. I like um, it. February 2017. Mm. So running right cool. around that figure, that's price fifty six dollars. So hmm. a little more than some, a little less than others. But you know, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, less than others, uh, it wouldn't be a, a news segment without a hot toy. And uh, back to Star Wars uh, Rogue One. We've got the hot toy a Death Trooper specialist. Uh, can't tell you the difference between a specialist and a regular death trooper i would have thought being a death trooper would be pretty special anyway um but i'd say this guy just has a few extra bits and pieces uh what he does actually have which is really cool so if people haven't seen this this is a, a black storm trooper uh who has a, a slight variation on the existing storm trooper get up well actually um, it's, it's slightly... like they took every little piece of extra gear that a stormtrooper or favorite character had and put it together. Yeah. This will be one of those ones where I question whether the specialist actually turns up in the film or whether it's just something they've um, put together themselves. But because, uh, it's, it's a good looking design. Because he's turning up everywhere. I'm thinking he is probably in the film, you know, mm, mm. all sorts of merchandise. So like I said, he's coming in pops and big figures yeah. and stuff. Uh, th- you know, when I saw this in you know, originally, I didn't realize the mask was as tough from regular Star Trooper as it. It's quite elongated, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's, uh, well, I don't know if it's that or if it's actually maybe got some kind of rebreather piece over a regular Star yeah. Trooper helmet. Um, well, I'm just not sure. But it's it's definitely a little different than what I thought. I thought it was just a black Star Trooper helmet at first, but it's mm. No, no, and apparently it's like light-up LED functions. So those little green things on the bottom of the helmet light up and... He comes with a, a crap load of uh, accessories in terms of uh, various tactical pouches and magazines, and I, I don't know how efficient it would be for magazines up on your pauldron like he's got, but uh, it certainly looks good. It's a, it's a nice design. I think they've really, uh, as uh, as I mentioned earlier, they've sort of done that nice homage to the original sort of um, late 70s designs, like the, the gun looks like it's actually made from, you know, a table leg with uh, you know, various things stuck on it. Yeah, so. and again... Um you know, he's got wrist darts on the one gauntlet, kind of like Boba Fett. Mm. Um, and then he's got Darth Vader's belt buckle. <laughs> yeah. He definitely comes kitted out. There's, uh, what do we got? Two, four, six, eight, about 11 hands. He's got um, his pistol as well as a rifle. Looks like he's got some sort of grenades, yeah. etc. Yeah, I think this is going to be the first of uh, many hot toys we'll be uh, talking about in terms of Rogue One. Uh, he's going to set you back $235, and this guy will actually be out for Christmas. 
So get your orders in now, and yeah, Santa will bring that one. And he's apparently taller. Ah. Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Uh, by two centimeters on the figure, so. Oh, okay. I wonder if that's movie representation. Maybe he's a Captain hmm. Fast. All right. Mm. Ah. Nice, nice. All right, well, speeding uh, backwards in time with uh, Star Wars and Sideshow have finally solicited their Django Fett premium format statue. Uh, we knew this one was coming a while back. We had a bit of a sneak peek. He's now up for order and will set you back 500 US dollars. And he will be out sort of uh, third quarter 2017. That's if Sideshow stick to their uh, schedule. So we'll see. It looks like a, a bit of mixed media going on there. I think the vest under the, the Mandalorian sort of chest plate looks like it's that sort of faux leather. Yeah. Etc. Um, I mean, it's a good looking figure. Uh, I still. You know, as much as I enjoyed the concept of Django, you know, I, I still can't get past um, that feeling that he's he's still sort of a, a you know a Boba Fett ripoff. Um, you know, he's a lot more polished in terms of his appearance, but yeah, you know, he's just not quite um, the original. Even though he is the original, if you get what I mean. Yeah, the eye slit on this so, looks narrower to me than it should be, but uh, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I hmm. They show this paired with the looks like the Boba Fett premium, and uh, yeah, they look yeah. kind of they kind of done them as opposites, and they look kind of cool that way. Yeah, yeah. So is the, the implication that this is um, a lot of this armor is actually what becomes Boba Fett's That's armor? What like I've always gets... understood, you know, because he kind mm. of took Slave One and you know made it. Yep. Own. So you would you would assume that yeah, the Jango had armor and stuff there, and that's what happened. Um, hmm. He does come with an alternate back or jetpack. Um, he comes with the little little missiled one in, in more of the Django colors. Ah, uh, and then yeah, that's the sideshow exclusive. The Boa Fett one. Hmm. Well, if you thought that was going to be the most expensive thing we talked about in the news, then you are very incorrect. Uh, in fact, we are talking. This is one of the most expensive items we've ever talked about. Uh, it is the sideshow collectibles R two D two life size figure. So that is a one-to-one scale uh, astromech droid. And uh, you read the fine print on the Sideshow website because you see the uh, number on the screen there is $745. But that is one of 10 installments that you'll pay. So you are looking at $7,450 for this guy. And I can only imagine what he would cost to ship. I mean, for that price, could you just have an R2-D2 builder build you one? I mean, I... Oh, yeah, yeah, look, I wonder the same thing myself. Uh, you know, I go to Comic-Cons here in Sydney and, you know, the 501st Legion guys are there and they've got their remote control uh, R2-D2s that are wandering around the convention floor, you know, beeping and blooping and uh, with lights and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I can't imagine it'd be a lot more than that to have a functioning one. You know, like you said, the remote control. Well, that's one. right. Um, I mean, yeah, this, this is, I think we've talked about it before. If you have a comic shop or, you know, some kind of, kind of place like that, this, this is those kind of pieces that you, you buy to, to display. But, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. The base is cool. I mean, he's on that kind of Millennium Falcon deck plate base with wires and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It. But, um, I almost would rather have him well, have a base at all. But I mean, I suppose that's keep him, which I'm sure the 3PO is coming, but, um, you know, probably a key yes. on, on level with him, but 
Yeah, look, for that, uh, yeah, for that kind of price, I think, you know, it says here, uh, lights and sounds can be triggered uh, with an included remote control that stores in a hidden department, but for uh, hidden compartment, for that kind of price, I'd, you know, almost want him to project a hollow real remote hologram. control. Well, something like that, shoot a lightsaber out, uh, you know, during uh, points of contention. Uh, but mm. hmm. yeah, anyway. I, I love it. Well, I'd love to have one, but like I said, I'd rather have one that's probably remote control. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got some time to get your money together and uh, have a bit of a think about it because this guy will be out in the middle of twenty. How do you approach your wife about something like that and go? Honey, I'd like to um, make a house payment, extra house payment every month. Um, we're going to be R two D two in about a year. <laughs> yeah, I think what you need to do is actually weigh it up and and present it in such a way that it's a win. So it's like, honey, I can either spend seven and a half grand on an R two D two, or I can just start gambling and smoking crack. Like you know, <laughs> so, and that just might be uh, yet, yeah, <laughs> present the win. Yes. Uh, all right, um, and we're finally getting away from Star Wars, and Blitzway have uh, put up their Ghostbusters 1-6 scale action figures for pre-order, and uh, they're looking very good, some very nice portraits um, with these. I'm, I'm really quite impressed. Um, they're not uh, cheap by any means, but um, I think it was um, Spengler I was sort of looking, and I thought they'd just done a, a really, really good job with that likeness. Um, they're going to set you back two hundred and twenty-five dollars for for each of those. Oh, if you buy the set, I think it comes out a little cheaper, right? Well, maybe not. Yes. Yeah. Why are they? I guess all, if you didn't want to, why would you know? You, you look down through here, and one's two twenty-nine ninety-nine, one's two twenty-four ninety-nine, two twenty-four ninety-nine, <laughs> and then two nineteen ninety-nine. Couldn't they have just averaged that yeah. up to like two twenty-six ninety-nine for all four of them? <laughs> um, that's right. Gosh, these come with an awful lot of accessories that I'm not even going to attempt to, to read out, but uh, you're definitely getting uh, your money's worth with all the bits and pieces. We're not just talking about the, the cloth costumes and obviously their uh, proton wands and packs and, and all that sort of thing. You're getting, wow, uh, everything from cigarettes to prop newspapers and magazines. If, uh, if you actually buy the four-pack... Um, you get some extras, which probably makes it worth it because the four pack is eight ninety five. So, you know, if you're going to get all four of them, it's cheaper anyway. But you get actually Slimer with mm. them on a little stand, and it yeah. looks like he's translucent. You get a, a police barrier, and you also get the hanging um, Ghostbuster sign from the firehouse. Wow, I, I like how even the proton ones have got the the energy uh, attachments. Yeah. But sticking the ends. Now, what I don't like is they actually offer a three-pack as well without Winston. Um, it mm. only comes with Slimer. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. Good-looking yeah, figures. They're, they're, they're oh, I'm impressed. Enough. I'm kind of ghostbustered out at this point. Yeah, it's uh, getting a bit like that. Them and the, the Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, it's just... Uh, I, and I have nothing <laughs> against either property, but it's just... You know, it's like the, the 66 Batman of this year. Yes. Yes, yes. Didn't they kill that quickly? Yeah. All right. And in our last bit of news, uh, Hasbro have started announcing their Star Wars uh, Rogue One no. merchandise. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Oh, yes. 
There is oodles of stuff coming out in uh, three and three quarter. There's obviously the Death Trooper. There is a um, uh, an inter uh, interact interact tech Imperial Stormtrooper who has a pretty funky uh, jetpack, which uh, I didn't realise Stormtroopers had jetpacks. But anyway, there you go. Um, and it looks like our ATAT is actually called an ATACT. Well, this is, I believe, a special version. Hmm. Um, uh, it's not just because of the way the sides open up. I believe this one is, is some kind of transport. I, I can't remember. I saw somewhere what the C stands for. But, uh, okay. um, I want to say uh, our good friend uh, uh, Dean, um, was he's a big AT-AT collector, an AT-AT driver collector. And uh, he was a little disappointed because the price on this one is about 300 bucks. Um, but I believe this is an actual walking ATAT. It is. And he said you could you control it with a uh, phone app. Yes, yes. So that's very cool. Yeah. So you can expect about a thousand YouTube videos of people frightening assorted family pets uh, with an ATAT walking down the uh, the hallway. Um, but uh, look, all the other stuff that uh, John mentioned in terms of Lego seems to be available. There's the uh, the U-wing fighter. There is the Tie Striker, etc. But the thing that I'm most excited about is uh, seeing the Star Wars Black Line continue the six inch. Um, we've had a, a pretty good uh, run of announcements recently in terms of still meeting those classic requirements um, with the Royal Guard, and we've obviously got the uh, the Snowtrooper and Adat Driver coming as well. Um, but Rogue One is there now. We are getting uh, Jin, uh, Andor, K2SO, the Imperial Death Trooper, Director Krennic, and a Scarif Stormtrooper Squad leader, mm. which I think is the, uh, the sort of dirty brown guy, isn't it? The... It's kind of like a um, sort of camel-coloured one yeah. from... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. The question I have, and I guess I'll find out when I see the movie, is this film takes place, you know, fairly close to the beginning of Star Wars. So, you know, what happened to all these Imperial troops? So why did we not see a, um, a U-Wing anywhere else or a, a TIE Striker anywhere else? That's always been my biggest fear, and I think I've said this before, is that, that they will go back and try and add that stuff in digitally. Mm. One of my biggest fears for a long time was uh, the uh, the Skittle Troopers that we saw in the prequel. Yeah. Um, you know, in different colors, would that, that somebody would go back and try and colorize uh, different colors. Yeah, yeah. In the original trilogy, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, mm. it, it just may depend on where they were and what they were specialized in. Oh, well, that's right. Perhaps it was a, a one-off uh, super squad and, you know, they get destroyed or something along those lines. But, yeah. Hmm. Um, I actually saw postings for three and three-quarter figure, a new uh, Sabine. I was telling Icy Robots about Ah, yes, yes. And then uh, another, um, I think, uh, what is it, a resistance base ray as well in three and three-quarter. So. Very good. Wow, yeah. it's been uh, Star wars horrific. this news. Well, yes, it has. Well, that's it from me, and uh, I think that actually wraps up the articulated news. So right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Excuse me. My name is Can I have the attention of the class? My 
Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. And he's here with us live in the AFB studio, so over to you, sir. Well, we always start off by playing sound, so we'll just get right to it. Maybe. Figures have delightful speech, lights, and battle sound. Together, they face the most dangerous threat yet. So, Ben. Yes. We had a guess this week? Uh, I'm going to go Micronauts. Uh, it is not micro. And actually, um, this is a fairly new one. This is a uh, Electronic Titans uh, Avengers commercial. Huh. And I actually believe this commercial was Australian. So right. Okay. I think if I, I got it correctly. Worse now. Um, I'm getting it. Yeah. I, and in a, in a surprise, because it's it's a fairly modern one, um, Hellbot actually got this one. Um, he made a couple of guesses, and, and he got this one. So Good stuff. Good on hmm. him. Yeah. Good on him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they make the Titans sound really good in this one. Yeah, that's a miracle. I, you know, every once in a while I look at those and I go, I I could see having one. Yeah. I think they lend themselves to the non-humanoid, you know, robots, yeah, etc. Yeah, the human ones look a little, little mm. off, but they're not not—they're not as terrible. They're, they're kind of growing on me a little bit. I haven't bought any of them, but they are growing on me a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, we will um, move on, and um, you, you could be like Hellbot if you can identify the sound. I have to split! And because Eddie writes in when we don't play it twice, <laughs> we'll play it again. I have to split! So, Ben, this is your chance to shine. Uh, Where would they uh, go? Uh, you would go to www.afbforum.com. You would navigate your way to the board known as the pegs, and you would look for the the one that says name that thread. Uh, you would go to the end of that thread. Uh, you would hit reply, and you would throw out uh, a guess and uh, wait with bated breath and hopefully be awarded a coveted forum point. Yeah, Um Normally, I try and respond to those pretty quick, but sometimes, every once in a while, especially lately, you know what's happened is, um, obviously, we don't record the same day they come out, and by the time later in the week comes around, somebody will make a guess like Hellbot, and I'll be like, uh, 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 <laughs> maybe? <laughs> and because I save them all on my, my home computer, obviously, um, I'll be at work and I'll be like, um... I'm going to have to go home and look because I remember <laughs> what it was. But um, if, if if they got those coveted forum points, what, what could they trade those in for right now, Ben? Eddie's uh, 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 used bus pass. Uh, uh, I have no idea. Uh, I, think, I think we've sourced the AFB uh, storage room uh, prize box. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, we got letters over Scott's use socks. Um, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was always going to be weird. I, um, they they really didn't need to send pictures in <laughs> of what they were doing with them. I, I just disturbing. Um, anyway, and if that's all too much trouble, and you still want to, um, you know, maybe have a chance at that stuff from our prize stash, uh, you could trade those forum points in, and you can get more of them by going to toys.com, looking up old name that threads, and uh, making guesses. And maybe I'll put new ones up one of these days. Excellent. Maybe you guys should request that. Yes. Show some interest. Yes. 
Excellent. So that, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thanking you, sir. And coming up next is our first Toy of the Week. Avengers Age of Ultron Titan Hero Tech Electronic Figures. Figures have delightful speech, lights, and battle sounds. Together, they face the most dangerous threat yet, Ultron. Kneel before Ultron. Ultron is everywhere. Jarvis, I need more power. Oh, yes, this is power. Hulkbuster recognizes and interacts with the other Avengers Titan Hero Tech figures. Captain America, reporting for duty. Yeah, cover the perimeter. Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron Titan Hero Tech Electronic Figures from Hasbro. Each sold separately. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. And uh, each episode, we take turns looking at a toy or a collectible in detail, and they might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And, uh, John, you're taking a bit of a uh, trip down memory lane. Yeah, um, you may remember a few weeks back, I actually did the Mego Kirk and Spock from uh, Star Trek Motion Picture, the three and three-quarter figures. Um this time I've decided to go a little differently and look at the Playmates version of those same two characters. So, um, these actually, um, you know, that's actually Star Trek, the motion picture. It's Kirk and Spock. They didn't come out together. They're actually single carded figures. Um, but Playmates did one of probably, you know, the most expansive toy lines, kind of like, you know, that you could see for Star Trek. Um, they, they did everything from, you know, Voyager, uh, DS9, uh, original series. They, they had from them all. Um, but in 95, they did like a movie series. And I'm trying to remember what the name, it's just, uh, it was called classic Star Trek movie series. And as part of that, they did uh, Star Trek, the motion picture. And um, hmm. they did a bunch of characters and I'm looking at Kirk and Spock. They were action figures. You know, if you're familiar with that line, they came blister carded. These are five inch figures. They're, they're not the, they're not six inch. They're not, you know, they're, they're taller than a three and three quarter, but maybe, you know, maybe they're like a, a four and a half kind of, <laughs> they're, they're an odd scale. <laughs> um, but, but everything was kind of scaled together in that line. Um, the actual, uh, motion picture figures they did were Kirk, Spock, uh, McCoy, Sulu and Uhura. So we did not get Scotty in his radiation suit, uh, I, I was hoping they would maybe go back and do him in a later wave, but I do not believe they ever did. Um, and I don't know if it was like a 95 wouldn't have really been a, a you know, anniversary or anything, but, um, you know, I think I said on the, the, the last review I did that while the film probably isn't as, you know, memorable as a great film, I, I think some of those designs in the film were, 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 you know, yeah. very memorable or, or memorable. Um, you know, you kind of mm. remember those, those one piece jumpsuits and, you know, kind of the look of it. And, and if they had went into production on Star Trek two, I imagine that's what we would have got. Um, I think that would have been probably more practical than the red uniforms we see in Rathacon. Um, just cause they're a little bit more elaborate. Uh, but, um, you know, what's kind of strange here is the Kirk and Spock are actually almost in the same uniforms that, that they have in the Miko figures. Um, Spock is in a gray, you know, jumpsuit basically, you know, entirely. And Kirk is in his Admiral's white or white uniform. And, uh, 
if you're familiar with these, they are articulated. Uh, they've got knees, elbows. They've actually got the, uh, we'll call it the swivel arm battle grip. What they do not have is shoulders. So, um, you mm. just get the, the kind of the pivoting shoulders and, and a pivoting head. They're not ball jointed heads. Uh, because these are Star Trek, the motion picture, they actually, um, do not have waist articulation. Um, because they kind of done to kind of maintain the look of the the uniform and that that smock look that they had with the belt in the middle. Um, they they didn't put a waist in there. Now, unfortunately, because of the way Playmates kind of did this line, they have kind of a V crotch. So if you go to set them down, uh, their legs kind of do the the opening V crotch thing, and. Um, mm-hmm. Then because of the way the smock is on these, they, they can't get a full sitting pose. So you're, you're not going to get, you know, this Kirk in a chair real well if you wanted to do that. Um, both figures feature, uh, you know, the, the, the motion picture belt buckle, which was some kind of monitor communicator. I don't know. Kept their goldfish snacks in there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, the one thing that I noticed on both of them is, um, the actual prop looks a little more rounded off. These look a little square, I, I think, in my my opinion. Um, now, while you're seeing new bodies here, the heads are actually, I don't know if they're reused or, um, I think they were at this point. Um, there had been other uh, Spocks out by this point, and, um, you know, these are actually reuses of both of those heads. So uh, Spock has a very shiny uh, look to his hair. Um the Spock face is actually painted on. And I, I think because of that, it doesn't look as good. Uh, cause the paint just makes it look a little dead because it's, it's flesh tone on black. Um, he's got the very arched mm. eyebrows and, and some eyeliner, um, going on. The Kirk, um, obviously this is Admiral Kirk. Um, and he has the white, you know, high collared, uh, when he's addressing the, the crew. And I think this is the outfit he was wearing when he had Scotty take him over to the enterprise for the first time. Um, it's interesting because these came with trading cards and in the trading card, you can actually see in the package, uh, he actually has a white collar, but the figure actually has a gray collar. So it's almost mm. like they've tried to imitate the Mego figures to some extent. Um, but he does have the correct number of birthing on his wrists. Uh, this head is the same as another Kirk. I can't remember which Kirk exactly. Um, but what they've done is they've actually done some little lines above his eyes, uh, on his forehead to kind of make, make it look like his forehead's a little older. Cause I think this is a younger Kirk head, obviously an original series one. Um, but to try and make him look a little older, they've kind of filled in those little brown lines above his eyes to make his forehead wrinkles. And I don't think that effect really was pulled off extremely well, but. Um, you guys can be the judge. Uh, both of them have a weird stance. Uh, Spock actually has one of his feet kind of, uh, bent, like mid step. So like the front of his foot is actually what needs to be flat if you want to stand him up. Um, and then, you know, he kind of has to be taking a step, but he's, he's kind of got that one heel up off the ground or either that or he's got his front toes in the air. <laughs> Which is, which is kind of an odd choice. Um, but you could do it if you really, really wanted to. And then Kirk, his right leg is, is actually back a little bit in a step. So, um, you know, I, I think that's been a complaint of action figure collectors. We either complain about them being in static poses or action poses. And, and these are just kind of a little off for both of them. 
Um, one of the things this line was, was really good for is coming with accessories. Um, and what you got with these guys was a base and the base was like a round circle, but it was actually raised up higher than what the, the bases you some of the other figures in the line. Um, the, this movie series kind of had their own little special bases and, uh, th- they have the, you know, the Star Trek crest on them, obviously. But then, uh, like Kirk came with a phaser and a, a wrist communicator, um, Playmates, when they did their Star Trek figures, uh, kind of similar to the, the turtles, they, they were all in one color normally molded in some kind of garish, like, uh, Kirk's are, uh, magenta and I think Spock's are, are green. Um, so, you know, they're, they're very standout. Um, but if you wanted to paint those in, um, you could, uh, Kirk, like I said, he came with phaser and, a um, a wrist communicator and then uh spot came with like some kind of little scanning tool, a tricorder. And it, it's a, it's actually a motion picture tri- tricorder. So, you know, they didn't cheap out and give him one that, uh, didn't make sense. And then he came with his colonar necklace. Um, if you remember from the beginning of that film, he was, he was trying to learn a lot. Mm. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, try to make his last leap into becoming full Vulcan. Um, what I really loved about these guys though, and, and, you know, I, I, there's a couple of things I love. I, I love that they harken back to those Miko figures. Cause you know, if you remember my, my previous review, I really just love those. They, they were, uh, a, a nice bit of nostalgia for me. And, and these figures really, um, lit that up for me. They, they, they brought back, Hey, I remember these Mego figures. It's kind of nice to have these updated. And, you know, at the time I was like, Oh, these are articulated. They got knees and elbows. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for a three and three quarter figure, you know, for majority of my childhood, this, this was, you know, this, this was high articulation at the time. Although, you know, we might not consider it that way now. Um, but they also came with a, uh, build a figure for the time, which is unusual. Um, and it's not really a build a figure, it's a build an accessory. And it, they, they had little pieces of V'ger. So you could actually build a little V'ger. Ah, right. I wonder now, what that was. Okay. Yeah. Now the, the problem with that is, is in the movie V'ger is large and, uh, in when you get the build up figure or build up accessory or collecting connect, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's actually quite small. It would probably be more in scale with Lego figures than it would be with, with these Star Trek figures. So you're actually building this little tiny satellite. So, um, you know, the dish is maybe, maybe an inch and a half, two inches across, and then, you know, you've got all these other pieces. So you had to buy all, um, I think five, although I'm trying to figure out what pieces actually came with who. And, um, but you had to buy the figures to get, you know, the different pieces of the, the, the V'ger. So, um, kind of cool. Mm. Um, and, and, uh, mine actually looks like it's been stored somewhere odd because mine's kind of warped right now. So, um, it's, it's not exactly perfect, but, uh, still a neat little piece because you get this little, you know, satellite and you can, uh, do what you want with it. But yeah, it's not definitely not scaled for, uh, the, the figures themselves. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's more, more scaled Lego figure or even smaller. Um, I'll have to look up and see how big mm. that actual, you know, space probe was, but, uh, still a neat idea that they would even attempt that, you know, that you could get it. So, you know, basically if you, you have Spock, you could, he, he could carry this around. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> the one in the film, but, um, you know, I, I really, like I said, these, these kind of hit that same nostalgia that, that the, 
the Mega ones, you know, they, they hit on that. And then I, I've been, you know, I was on Nerd Lunch talking about Star Trek 3, and there's been some other stuff out because of it being the 50th anniversary original series. And I, I just kind of reignited my love of Star Trek, and uh, hmm. which has been cool. So I, I kind of wanted to do something Star Trek again, and, and I, I thought this would be a neat look um, at something that, you know, Probably not, not a lot of, I, I don't know at the time there was a lot of love for the, the motion picture, so I don't know Yeah, know, we're actively seeking these out. Um, there were some other figures in that movie series. Um, we got Savick from, uh, Rathacon in, in her red outfit. Um, so it's Kirstie Alley. Um, Chang from Undiscovered Country. Uh, you know, Christopher Plummer with the eye patch. Um, Krug from Star Trek Three. Uh, so there were some other figures in that line. Oh, and uh, the shapeshifter from Undiscovered Country as well, Marta, Maria. Mm. Uh, you know, they're all kind of unique. Khan came from that line, too. So uh, it's, it's kind of weird because you get the Kirstie Alley and, uh, you know, like I said, we got five of the original crew in motion picture outfits and they, they look okay, you know. Um, like I said, the heads are reused. You know, I think all of the heads, except for maybe hers, because her hairstyle changed so much. Um, were reused, I think, from that classic uh, Enterprise crew set. Um, but you got Kirstie Alley in her red outfit, but we never did get a full crew in their red outfits um, in the Playmates line. Mm-hmm. So we never got a McCoy. Basically, uh, Kirk, Chekhov, and Scotty came from Generations. Uh, we got Savick here, and I think there's one other one. But, you know, we never got the full crew in their red outfits, which is really really kind of disappointing so but um definitely a neat line i'd have to probably go eight out of ten for these because you know they're not i I was always disappointed in the accessories because i love accessories but being all in one color um you know it'd be great for a customizer to sit down and and paint these up you know real colors because i don't think they're bad you know (laughs) sculpts or anything um it's just a matter of when they're molded in one color it doesn't doesn't look yeah. nice. but the the little the little feature is, is a cool thing and um you know obviously these are good representations of what they are so yeah i'll, I'll go eight yeah out. cool very good yeah i like looking back at stuff like that yeah it's just kind of an odd one you know i mean you didn't like i don't know at the time that everybody was going oh it's star trek to motion picture i love those <laughs> <laughs> i do remember these on pegs like i can clearly remember seeing them yeah yeah hang on pegs at the time I mean, they could have done a whole series of probably outfits with Kirk from that movie, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Would like seeing uh, Spock in spacesuit. I love the spacesuits from that era. Um, you know, yes. Uh, yeah. Spock had that jetpack for this one. I don't think they've ever... Have any lines ever made that Spock? Did the did the Diamond oh. Select line do that Spock? Scotty, uh, Scotty would be a good one to yeah, answer that I'd one. i track that down, because I, I think that'd be a cool figure, you know, if he had the backpack and the... Space. Yeah, I love those, but that's just me. Well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Invading the world of the Micronauts, the evil Antron, and the Hornetroid starship sold separately. Hornetroid is loaded with action features, rocket launchers, retractable landing gear, wings that flap. It's Galactic Warrior! Capture him! Pincers that grab and hold. You lose, Micronaut. Micronauts never lose. 
Metroid from the Micronaut Collection. Antron and Galactic Warrior sold separately by Mego. Well, we're all here because we collect, and feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And hey, Scotty, you're going to be talking about something fun later, so uh, how was the rest of your week? Uh Good, good. Well, besides my um, Aquaman premium format I'm going to be talking about at the end of the show, um, I actually uh, got to do a bit of a toy run, which is pretty much unheard of in my life these days. Um, and partly because we don't get to do that very often. There's not you know as many things available as at retail here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I knew that the Toys R Us... Uh, exclusive Marvel Legends three pack with the one figure that I wanted in it, um, <laughs> <laughs> was around. And, um, so I went to our local Toys R Us today and picked up the three pack with the Kate Bishop Hawkeye, um, and the Falcon cap, which I'll keep. I mean, it's a different, yeah, it's a different iteration of, um, uh, a character, so a new figure, so I'll keep that. And then the billionth Marvel Legends vision that we've, like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand at all why that was there. And gosh, it's hideous. Um, yeah. Is that is that is that what he looks like in the comics now? Yeah, that's his current. Yeah. Are you current. serious? Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like somebody's year nine art project. I, I like anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Average. Yeah, but um, I, I, gosh, it it is a bit irritating. I think that they put a character like Kate Bishop in a pack like that, because, you know, it's the, the, you know, the one thing that it's a brand new character, never had a figure before. So any kind of completist is going to want it. Um, I'm not well, I mean, sure. She goes with your young Avengers, like that young Avengers four pack up back in the day. So yeah, she's, she's a nice little Which addition is, to those guys. Yeah. Which, you know, we owe our entire relationship to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause that's how, that's how we met. Cause you bought one from me off eBay. I did indeed. Yes. And yes. Yes. <laughs> got, well, that was a long time ago. So Thank wow. You. Yeah. Now we just need, um, I know. Oh, I came to my house and terrified my children. <laughs> <laughs> Several times. That, that was just the first time. <laughs> my, right. whole, right. my, my, my eldest who was tight at the time, she was like, that man's very tall. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> uh, it's just what I do. <laughs> anyway. And then I, at my local zing, something I was not expecting to see was the um, latest wave of the Mattel DC multiverse figures um, that included the Dark Knight Returns armor Batman and the Carrie Kelly Robin. Um, uh-huh. Also at a, yeah, also at a really reasonable price for Australia now, as well. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Is that the wave that has Supergirl? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I um I actually saw that armored Batman this week, but um the Walmart I was in had it on a shelf above the shelves, you know, like where they kind of put excess stock. And oh, and the figure uh, on the front was that armored Batman. Yeah. And uh, I as you just said Ben's really tall. I I am the opposite. <laughs> Um, very short. I'm a hobbit. Um, you know, I actually played a stand in as a hobbit, uh, in one of the movies. It's a little known fact. Um, mainly because of my girth, um, and height. But, um, 
I could see it and I was like, man, I, I think Supergirl might be in that wave, but I don't really want to go get somebody just to look at this and maybe not get it. So. <laughs> yeah, she's, and, and I saw that, um, figure in a couple of places today. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad figure actually. Oh, I must do a toy run then because I'm looking for uh, Rick Flag. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that he's out yet. I think he's in the next yeah. wave because I want the katana. Um, mm. and I'm pretty sure they're together in the, and that I haven't seen that anywhere yet. I thought yeah. the um, flag was in the first wave of Suicide Squad. Of the six inch? Yeah. Not, not here anyway. The, oh. what, what came out here in the first go was Harley, um, Deadshot, uh, oh, Batman. Wrong. It's someone else. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I was really happy to see that, and um, and it made, but it made me sad because it made me miss DC Universe classics. Mm. Absolutely. How how is the the Robin? Oh, good. Um, I did. I was glad that I had a choice because there were some pretty scary paint jobs, um, particularly <laughs> on, her, on her goggles, like mm. the green goggles which is kind of the story of the character like um there were a couple that were hideous um but yeah i mean she you know she, i think i haven't um, unpacked them yet but scale wise look pretty good and like she would scale in quite nicely with the dcuc figures um so yeah there is a mutant leader um as well but i didn't that wasn't around i didn't see that hmm. Hmm. Oh, and i got a she hulk pop too <laughs> oh, good. It's good to know that that wave is out. Just because, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Excellent. All right. What about you, Inge? Uh, you know, you just reminded me, I got a pop this week, too. I got uh, Jorah Mormont from uh, Game of Thrones. Cool. <gasps> yeah. I got him from uh, shirtpunch.com because they were um, having a sale where you got Mr. Bean's teddy bear if you ordered something, so... <laughs> I wanted Mr. Bean. That's not a bad deal. No. Well, I actually saw that they had it, and I went to go just put it in the basket, and all of a sudden there was two of them, and I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well get something different if I'm going to do that. So, But then um, as I've been scouring the uh, Walgreens of my area looking for Punisher figures for friends of mine, hint, hint, um, and, and, uh. and, and striking out, um which is bad, but that's, I'll keep looking. Um, they've had a lot of clearance going on and I picked up, uh, Assassin's Creed, ah, Tabi. He's kind of the South American assassin. Um, and he was on sale on clearance for a dollar 39. Great. Yeah. I know. I mean, I couldn't, what? I'd passed on that figure several times. And I was like, Oh, for that price, I'll just get it. Mm, for sure. And then right next to him was the new wave of Lego figures, and I had to sort through them, and I found a banana dude, so I had to get the <laughs> banana dude. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, excellent. Very but nice. Suits, what about you, Ben? Any suit figures seem to be quite sought after, don't they, in the, the Lego? Anyone yeah, and he's actually, like, a really easy one to figure out. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> True. Is that a Very banana good. in your bag, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of Marvel Legends and three packs, uh, I did pick up the new box set. Uh, I, again, like Scotty, I just picked it up for the Kate Bishop Hawkeye or Hawkette or whatever she's calling herself. Okay. Um, and I actually noticed some of them have some pretty dodgy paint, particularly on the Vision, because he's got uh, a lot of color going on. And they've done that thing where they, they just paint all the colors over the, uh, 
the cast colour and, and sometimes mm. it's better than others. So um, there was about six at my store, so I had to really go through and do comparisons to get some decent paint jobs. But uh, I sold off my my foul cap, um, just Fair not enough. something that I'm particularly interested in, and I've still got the ugly vision, uh, which is a shame. <laughs> Um, I also got my uh, Marvel Legends Namor, courtesy uh, of both you fine gents. So one, one doing the uh, acquisition and the other doing the, the you know, freighty bit. I actually saw an um, end cap of those yesterday. Oh, cool. Goodness. It's, it's nice that they're, you know, they're showing up, that people aren't having to you know, wander the entire state. No, if somebody uh, wanted one of those, I could get you one. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a bad figure. I, I think his expression is a bit bland, but, uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good improvement over the previous one. Um, I love it. Was, yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Um, but what was really cool is there was a nice little extra in there for uh, from John, and I, I thank you, sir, for the, uh, the, the vacation Pepe from uh, the Palisades Muppets line. That did bring a smile to my face. That's actually the Toy Fair vacation. Pepe. Yes. Um, yes. I actually bought a case of those. That's why I had extras. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Well, I am grateful you did. Grateful you did. Um, that is cool. I, uh, I also had another win, which was um, extremely uh, fortuitous, and it also came eerily close uh, on, the, on the heels of Justin's uh, Toy of the Week from a couple of weeks ago when uh, I reported over the last couple of months that I, I picked up a whole bunch of loose Muppets figures for an absolute steal uh, from a guy on Facebook and he contacted me a couple of months later and said that he had found his Jim Henson. Uh, so I bought that off him and about two days after we recorded the show where Justin did his review of Rover, the same fellow... Uh, contacted me to say that he found his Super Grover. And oh. asked, asked me if I wanted it. And uh, what went on for about the next two days was this backwards and forwards uh, over price. And uh, I asked him to send me a few photos of it, and the box was a little bit kind of beaten, uh, much the same as the Jim Henson one I bought from, from this chap. And... Uh, we went backwards and forwards, and he was telling me how much they're going for on eBay, and I said, "Great, put it on eBay then." You know, so like if you if you want to get the maximum amount for it, put it on eBay so everyone can see it. Like I'm I'm not going to sort of fight you for this. And yeah, um, I said, you know, I don't plan on spending a lot. You know, they are on eBay, and uh, the box is a little bit beaten. But uh, in the end, the guy came back and said, "I just I don't want to put it on eBay." Uh, I don't want to deal with any new people because I've dealt with some uh, idiots, uh, even via Facebook, and um, I really just want to get some quick cash for it. And so he ended up doing it um, for a steal. So I hate you too, Scott. Ben is well, ben and Justin are dead right now. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, you never know. I mean, you know, you're, you're, doubling, you're not doubling your chances that if something happens to uh, to either of us, you know, to, to um, become so. J- John, he said, "You never know." Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, but anyway, very, very cool, and uh, yeah, I, I'm coming in a bit uh, later than most on this particular line, but it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I listened um, to that, and I was like, because I'm such, I'm a big Grover fan, like, I yeah. that night. I'm not even going to look on eBay because 
if I do, I'll end up with one. So that's kind of where <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Look, I think one day uh, John and I should just do a um, a toy breakdown of something like the the chef's uh, kitchen. Yeah, I I looked at mine the other day, and I was trying to figure out what it would take to get it out of where it's at. And um, <laughs> I may need your help if we do that of sorting out the accessories because uh, mine's kind of in the center of my display and you know, right. I mixed other stuff in. So I don't necessarily remember exactly what was part of it and what wasn't. <laughs> we can start planning now and we'll, we'll do it for like the, the 300th episode or something. That'd be a good one. Be a good one for one of those big episodes. Mm. All right. Well, that was a, uh, that was a pretty awesome week. Or we could do yeah. do the backstage with Ralph. Yeah, I don't have the backstage, unfortunately. And uh, going by eBay prices, it'll be quite some time before that happens. So Ralph is spectacular. All right. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody uh, here who really likes Ralph. That's my other favorite. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, I think feeding the addiction has gone for a record, um, uh, a record short duration because we haven't had Eddie here. <laughs> so. We'll uh, make the most of this, and if no one has any other items to report, we'll be back with our second Toy of the Week. The galaxy explodes. The Rebels return. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Rebel attack squad ahead. New Imperial shuttle. You have to put it together. Batteries not included. Action figures each sold separately. After him. Excellent, Lord Vader. Death Star signaling. Wings up. Prepare to land. Landing you down. This battle station better be ready, or... Yes, my Emperor. New Imperial Shuttle. Action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Well, you guys heard me gushing on and on about something I really loved in Toy of the Week a little earlier, but, you know, we can't, like, not do something from everybody that we really love. And, Ben, tell us something about maybe something you really love. Yeah, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, I am uh, a long-time fan of NECA and uh, a lot of the stuff that they do, but um, uh, in particular their Predator and Alien lines and having recently set up uh, all my Predators and Aliens into a, a nifty little display, um, I got all enthusiastic about uh, tracking down some of the figures that I was missing um, I sort of lost a bit of enthusiasm there for a while, but I was at a, a, a collectibles fair and managed to pick up a, a whole bunch of the NECA Predators for a ridiculously cheap price. Uh, so I basically just uh, any that they had that I didn't already have. And uh, the one I am talking about tonight is the Cracked Tusk Predator. And uh, for anyone who's been playing along at home, uh, NECA have done a sensational job of covering all the uh, Predators from the various cinematic outings to the point where they've pretty much exhausted uh, all the Predators that have appeared on screen, even for uh, the merest of seconds. Uh, so the natural uh, evolution of the line was to move into uh, some... Uh, well, I guess uh, original sculpts that we'll be seeing soon, something that uh, NECA have started coming up with uh, in-house. But uh, in between, there's been a great number of figures that have come out uh, as a, a homage to the original Kenner series from the mid-90s. And, uh, you know, there were a few silly figures coming out back then, particularly in the Aliens line that they did with the, the Aliens uh, having evolved from various types of uh, earth animals uh, of all places. Um, but, uh, yeah, they did the same thing with the predators, so we're now getting some nifty little 
uh, updates, I guess, on the figures from the 90s. And Cracked Tusk uh, was actually the very first figure that came out in the Predator series back in, uh, I think, 1994. So there was a Wave 1, and Cracked Tusk was Figure 1 uh, from from then. So it's nice to see that NECA have... Um, uh, given this guy a bit of an outing. So I think this one is from Series 13. Uh, he came out in uh, 2015. I actually only picked him up a couple of, um, about a month ago. So a bit late for me. Now this is a seven inch line. So these are big figures. Uh, they come in at sort of anywhere from 17 and a half centimeters to about 18 centimeters in that sort of seven inch line and uh, you can pick them up pretty much for around US $20 if you look hard enough but going up to about $25. Uh, now normally I'm a, I'm not a fan of NECA and their, their blister card packaging but what's actually really cool about these ones that uh, pay tribute to Kenner is that the modern cards are actually an updated version of the original cards so they sort of have that uh, that same look and feel um, they've got that kind of pixelated video game uh, graphic built into them and uh, and I think for that the, the blister card does actually work uh, it's unfortunate because you know once you rip that blister open it's not collector friendly uh, and away it goes but I, I think given that, that they are trying to uh, bring back that Kenner look and feel they've done a, a really good job in terms of this so very bright packaging a lot of sort of purples and reds and browns and they're quite different from their normal uh, NECA Predator packaging which tends to feature darker graphics and, and things like that so um, not bad I had never realized that they actually do the NECA in uh, Kenner font and style. Yes, yes. On that blister. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's fun. Uh, I think, you know, it goes to show guys like Randy uh, at NECA, you know, really not only do their research, you know, they love what they do. So uh, there's little touches to be found everywhere. So nice little bio on the the back of the card of this particular character. Yeah. he doesn't actually feature in any of the, the movies he, he was created for this line. Crack Tusk is actually a, a clan leader, and uh, most clan leaders are sort of pretty much retired because they've got, uh, you know, various uh, responsibilities, but Cracked Tusk is actually still out on the hunt doing his thing is, and is a well-respected leader. So moving on um, with this guy... You, in terms of um, the sculpt, it's it, it's kind of hard to to comment um, objectively because one of the things that NECA really depend on with their Predator line is heavy reuse of existing pieces, and uh, there's a lot of detail in the Predator figures uh, from the, the intricacy, obviously, of their faces and helmets for, for the un, unmasked Predators, but also things like their camouflage netting that goes across um, their torso, etc. That's all sculpted in. So, uh, obviously, you want to get your money's worth with these pieces. And so, if you've actually got the Lava Planet uh, Predator from a, a, an earlier wave, this figure is almost an entire reuse um, it is uh, the exact same figure. They just came with different accessories. Uh, obviously, they knew that um, they were going to get some, uh, I guess, mileage out of this sculpt and, and it could be on his way. So uh, I think the actual 
Cracked Tusk and Lava Planet base is the City Hunter from memory. I'm trying to remember exactly uh, who it is, but it's, it's definitely one that has been used before on a, a number of occasions. So we do get a few uh, new bits and pieces uh, for this guy. Obviously, his helmet uh, is brand new. His right forearm uh, is brand new because he has a different... Um, uh, a different claw, etc. So there's a, a few nice little touches. We get the uh, the I don't know, what would you call it? The the waste piece is uh, is from the Shaman Predator. Um, but you know enough bits and pieces to make him look unique. And one of the reasons I actually chose this one out of the the Kenner offerings is that uh, some of the predators lately in the Necker lines are getting a bit silly. Um, I, I think they're. Uh, a little too bizarre. Uh, I think you know, there's one that's actually a complete rip-off of the Berserker, and I think the Berserker was uh, was such a great design from the Predators film that to just get one in a different colour just seemed a bit odd in the display, whereas this guy, uh, you know, he features some great colouring uh, in terms of having uh, the shaded brown uh, flesh tones and then, you know, with the standard sort of uh, silver, grey metal armour pieces, he actually looks like he'd fit straight in with your Predator collection your existing one so uh, it's one of the reasons uh, he attracted me so moving forward uh, the sculpt is fantastic uh, the the standout obviously with this guy is that helmet uh, it's amazing uh, i'm not a big fan of ornate predator helmets i like them to keep streamlined uh, this one is ornate there's a, a lot going on in the sort of the ribbing on the the top uh, of the helmet and also um, the way that he's got, I guess, some sort of tusks coming out the side. But um, it's actually well done. Uh, I think uh, the paint job in particular is what really helps it stand out and it's a, it's a good-looking uh, Predator helmet. It still looks like a Predator helmet, which is kind of neat. And uh, this is actually based on the original Kenner figure. They've really just updated it. The original figure had a, a pretty dodgy version of the helmet, so I think if anything, NECA have made it uh, considerably uh, better than it was. So that's the main thing in terms of sculpt that you'd be looking at for this figure. Now, in terms of paint, um, oh, look, I think there's a lot more going on here than you would first uh, think. He has actually been cast in a sort of a, a light brown orange colour, and then what they've done is used a, a number of browns and, and reds to shade him in uh, and bring out the highlights. And I think it works really, really well because it actually looks like a natural skin tone i guess this is what you probably expect a, a predator to look like they've got um that nice kind of stifling around uh the thighs and the rib cage area and so it just looks like a, a natural predator color so it works quite well but in this figure in particular what i really really like is the shading that they've added to the armor pieces uh, a couple of the predators in uh i think it was wave 12 uh have some really generic uh metal parts that have no shading whatsoever and so there's no depth that uh, is brought out in, in those particular areas, whereas this extensive black washes and things right through uh, all the, the armour pieces into the grooves of the helmet, uh, particularly around sort of where the mouth area would go, which is a, a gold colour. Uh, and they've just done a great job of, of just highlighting all of that with some simple black washes, really. Now... In terms of slop, NECA are actually pretty darn good compared to a lot of the companies out there, and there would uh, be plenty of opportunity here to get silver on flesh and flesh on sort of silver type thing happening. But uh, I was having a really good look over this figure, and I, I can't find anything 
uh, at all. It's it's surprisingly sharp, um, you know, at this price point, and so I'm really, really quite impressed. So, uh, you know, with all those highlights that I mentioned, it's a really good figure. Um, I'm really quite sort of blown away how nice uh, this figure has come up. Um, but in moving on, in terms of um, articulation, I think I counted about 26 points. So uh, the NECA figures are certainly a lot better than they used to be. The early Predators uh, had some really dodgy joints, and they've uh, definitely upped their game here. We've got double-jointed knees being uh, the standout with with these guys. And you get your sort of standard uh, ball-jointed head and and things like that, ball-jointed wrists, uh, which gives you a pretty good range of motion. I I sometimes find that with the hands, if you uh, turn them too far, they do actually pop out. Uh, but uh, it's not too bad. Um, I think one of the main things you're missing here is any kind of torso uh, joint. There's obviously no ab crunch or anything like that. There is a ball jointed um, or, a, or a swivel cut in the, the uh, waist above where the belt is, so you do get the ability to turn the torso, but that's where it's definitely missing. Um one of, I think, the other omissions is uh, I'm really, really not a fan of that swivel in uh, the elbow. So you get the opportunity, obviously, to move the arm up and down as if you were doing a bicep curl, but if you actually want to get any movement in that uh, forearm away from the torso, then you've actually got to twist it away at the elbow, which, as I've said in the past, it, it works for a little while uh, until the arm gets out a bit far, and, of course, you, you know, you'd know you normally expect the bicep to eventually move with it. Um, but it looks a bit odd. I'm, I'm a big fan of the cut uh, in comparison. Um, but look, you know, given how much you've got going on here, you, you've got um, some pretty limited articulation anyway because uh, the, uh, the sash or whatever it is that's around his waist is actually quite restrictive in terms of getting that right leg to move up and down. So, you know, look, I think with Necker Predator figures, uh, you don't need huge amounts of articulation. You kind of get them into a pretty cool kind of fighting stance or, uh, you know, just uh, uh, standing at attention and, and then you leave them. Uh, this is not sort of the thing you do with like a Marvel Legend Spider-Man where you sort of spend endless hours getting him into, you know, groovy positions. Um, you get these guys looking cool and uh, then you move on. Um, now, in terms of accessories, uh, I mentioned that this guy is pretty much the Lava Predator, uh, Lava Planet Predator, who came with, I think, a machete and uh, a smart disc. Uh, this guy comes with a smart disc, but he actually comes with a spear. And uh, the spear is actually one of my favorite accessories for the Predators because you feel like you're getting your money's worth because it's, uh, it's a pretty darn <laughs> chunky item. Um, what's cool about this spear is the paint color uh, the color scheme on it is actually matching of his armor so it's silver with the gold highlights as well so it, it blends in quite nicely so that's a nice touch they could have gone with just sort of a you know a generic metal color all the way through um but uh, you know choosing to do that makes him stand out a, a little bit more um i can't finish off the review without mentioning a couple of um boo hiss types uh the first has to be the fact that um well, these guys come with uh, a couple of choices for hands. The the right hand with um, with these figures is often uh, done in a way that they can actually hold the disc, so you can actually get their fingers through the holes and they can hold that um, smart disc. And then the other hand is usually just sort of a fairly relaxed hand that can hold the spear or uh, the machete or something like that. Uh, not this guy, because my guy didn't come with a left hand. Uh-huh. 
I didn't notice that at all until I, I went to open him and then I thought, he's got no left hand. Oh, it's okay. It's probably just come off because it hasn't been pushed on properly uh, and it'll be rattling around in the package. And so, of course, I started to give the package a bit of a shake thinking that it would rattle loose. Uh, then when it didn't rattle loose, I thought, oh, it's okay because uh, it's probably just caught in behind, um, you know, the helmet or something like that. Uh, but I got it open and there was no left hand anywhere. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so in terms of holding his spear, um, I guess unless he's sort of going to tuck it under his armpit, uh, he's uh, in a bit of trouble. And uh, I thought that was quite disappointing. So uh, I actually took a, a photo uh, in the packaging, uh, and I'm still considering whether I'm going to fire it off to NECA just to sort of see how they respond in, in those terms. Um, I didn't actually mention that this guy's uh, wrist blades uh, feature a new design instead of the two standard knife-type blades that come out. This one actually has a bit more of a claw design, and that does actually move, and it's very cool. But probably the biggest thing of this figure, other than a missing hand, is the fact that uh, he's actually called Cracked Tusk, and there's a reason he's called Cracked Tusk, and that is because when he's actually unmasked and you see those mandibles, one of his mandibles is actually broken off. And, you know, obviously some sort of a battle scar. Um, this guy doesn't have a removable helmet. Oh. So, hmm, don't you think that would be a bit odd? That is odd. I didn't expect that. Yes, indeed. So, no removable helmet, which means you don't get the uh, the really cool kind of, uh, you know, veteran, beaten, scarred, um, you know, warrior that you were expecting uh, and hoping to see. And I guess, you know, that's one of the really fun parts about the original is that, you, you know, you do have that broken mandible-looking uh, predator. And uh, if I had to take a guess with Necker, it really wouldn't surprise me if, you know, in, in really trying to draw this line out as far as possible, we did eventually get a uh, an unmasked cracked tusk predator. Um, Necker are notorious for doing things like that, and uh, I, I guess there's only so much um, tooling money per wave that is available, um, so they're probably going to get their money's worth on this particular um I guess, buck and paint scheme when all they really have to do is a, a new head. So, I don't know, a bit disappointing that NECA have never really uh, achieved the removable helmet with um, the Predator line. You either get a helmet on or a helmet off. There, There isn't a lot of scope for um, removed helmets, which I think is, yeah, a bit disappointing. So, but anyway. So, hmm... <clears throat> Missing hand, bad quality control, non-removable helmet. You know, he's a he's a good-looking figure for someone who hasn't appeared on screen, but you know, a few things that are just bringing him down a bit. So I think I'm probably going to give this guy seven and a half dollars out of ten. That's fair. You know, I, I'm guessing that it was either Tool the unhelmeted head or Tool the helmeted head and... Yeah, and so they chose yeah. the helmeted one just because that that helmet is fairly unique, I would guess. It is, yeah. It, it's a good looking helmet. I, I will so, say though, but for being an update of that Kenner figure, you know, it, it all its nineties day glow, you know, nineties uh, <laughs> Um It's actually a really good looking figure. Like to be an update of that figure, you know, look at where they started yeah. and where they took it. Um, that's pretty neat, <laughs> really. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I think this is a, a real credit to, to NECA for even deciding to do this. And one of the really fun things is it shows you how far action figures have come uh, in, in terms of everything, absolutely everything from uh, sculpting to articulation to paint. Uh, you know, it really is amazing to see 
you know, how they can take this uh, this design from 20 years ago uh, and, and just make it all of them uh, with today's technology. i got to imagine that, that this is one of those figures that, you know, people of, of that age, you know, when they were the kid that was, you know, had the, had the Predator figures and they were just kind of, you know, slamming them together, playing with them. Um, you know, now that they're probably a little more grown up that this is probably hitting that nostalgia factor that, that some other things hit for like you and me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually remember seeing these in store. So, uh, I'm sure I would have picked them up cause I, I saw predator, uh, at the movies and was a, a fan pretty much from day one. So, yeah. but anyway, Hmm. There, there we go. So, well, thank you for that, Ben. And um, we'll be right back after this with um, something else. The Dreaded Beast versus the Savage Hunter. Aliens versus Predator with awesome new Predators. Clan Leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks. And Stalker, glowing in the dark, fires his spear. Suddenly, lifting up his attack spikes, the wild boar alien charges. And the ferocious mother alien in her monstrous hive traps Spike Tail, then covers him in ooze. Ooze him! will survive aliens versus predator queen high place that comes with mother alien figure and ooze other figures sold separately well now it's time for our final toy of the week scotty is saving the biggest and the best for last and uh, oh no i think we should maybe just skip this toy of the week i'll just <laughs> cut, cut the show short or something and go to bed early yeah, or... a bit of a non-event really <laughs> no one's okay this at all i kid i kid i kid we have uh, Mr. Scotty with something he's incredibly excited about. So, yeah, without further ado, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over to you, sir. Hooray! So, when the Sideshow uh, DC license first came out and the first uh, premium format piece, which I'm pretty sure was Green Lantern, um, was announced, all I could think about was, when's Aquaman coming? Um, <laughs> and there was actually, in the kind of promo that they originally did for it, there was a concept sketch sketches of a number of characters, including Aquaman. And uh, I've waited patiently. And then I believe like nearly a year ago, he was solicited. And I pre-ordered and uh, waited patiently. And for whatever reason at the time, because I usually flex pay, um, but for whatever reason at the time, I think it might have even been an accident that I just clicked, you know, I'll pay at the time. Um, but I'm really glad I did because um, – you know, the, perhaps the most noteworthy thing about this entire review is that this has actually ended up being released early. Um, yes. <laughs> no, no, you're, there's nothing wrong with your audio. Um, early, sideshow and early in the same sentence. Um, and so <laughs> the flex, the flex pays still have a little way to go. Um, and Ben and I usually review these together. Um, but Ben flex, flex pay. <laughs> And I didn't, and yeah, because Aquaman is my dude, um, he has graciously agreed um, to let me review this on my own. So now, thanks. Let's ben. be fair. My, mine is not out until November. Apparently, that's just my flex pay schedule. I was you yep. know, not not through any choice of uh, of, no. of mine, and I just don't want to hear you sort of going on about it for the next three months. That you know. <laughs> Cool, he's cool. Out really early. Um, so mm. he's really, really oh, it's yeah. okay because we got a we got a message this week that Lex Luthor's been delayed by fourteen months okay. or something. What? Yeah, yeah, he's oh, not out yeah. until uh, uh, yeah, December seventeen or something. Sculpting the uh, 
Jesse Eisenberg exclusive head. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I had to wait for this. It was so excruciating. I thought I got the shipping <laughs> notice, um, not but week before, and I thought it could have arrived actually on the Friday. Um, and even though I was away during the week, I'm home for the weekend and I get these delivered to my office. Um, so I could have gone in and gotten it, but it didn't arrive. Then I went away again. And on Monday, I was talking to my assistant and she was like, Oh, and there's this enormous box that just arrived. And I was like, oh, Really? She was like, Yeah, no, we put it in your office. So I was like, Can you just go and check and tell me what the words on it say? Just so I can make sure. She was like, Oh, it's Aquaman. I mean, they all know because I get these delivered to my office. So, you know. Um, I remember the, I think it might have been the Batman when that arrived. They were like, Well, open it up and show us. And I'm like, Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you the link to a picture on the internet of what this is, but I am not opening this here. Um, so it arrived on Monday. I knew it was there. I had to wait all week. Uh, got home last night and uh, drove up this morning to get it. Had to have this like insanely long chat with the cleaner. Um, <laughs> I just want my box. Uh, anyway, and uh, but the the wait's been worth it. So the Aquaman. Um, premium format. The, this is the exclusive. It's limited, uh, to 1500 in the exclusive and not sold out at Shine's show, by the way, I should say. So, um, if you are still in the market for this, there's still time to, um, get the exclusive piece. Um, so I'll start with the packaging. As Ben and I were saying, Last week, when it comes to the Sideshow Premium Format packaging, there's no rhyme or reason. Um, and uh, the, most no- the, the first noteworthy thing about this was that this box is so big that it could not fit into the boot of my car. <laughs> um, it's actually not as tall as the um, like Batman uh, or Superman's huge. Which one's bigger? Which box? Oh, Batman, Batman from memory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not as tall, but it's like really square. And so there's no kind of side short enough to actually get it into the trunk. So, um, it went into the back seat of the car. And, um, when you open it up, you understand why, uh, because the base of this is just enormous. Um, so the, it's a fairly nondescript, um, Aquaman, logo and um colors sort of box and uh same on the front and the back um totally different story from wolverine last week with all kinds of pictures and illustrations and everything Mm -hmm. pretty pretty kind of understated but cool it's cool um and then you open it up and there is uh this uh enormous base We'll talk about it a bit more, which explains the <clears throat> the packaging. So what they've actually done is uh, it's kind of square, and the um, packaging is on. Sorry, the base is on uh, the on one side of it, and then the pieces of the figure are on the other side. So um, there's a lot of space taken up by um, the base. the The base of this is actually not tremendous heavy. Um, like it is a heavy piece, but it's not, it's nowhere near as heavy as that killer Batman, um, base. But I would say it's gotta be the widest, um, of the premium format bases so far. Um, <clears throat> because he's on a bit of Atlantean 
sort of rock and then behind there's waves crashing behind it and so the circumference of the base is already big add the waves in which are quite um big and ornate and definitely uh this is going to be um the, the kind of deepest of these pieces so far so um certainly not a display space friendly piece it's going to cause a major rearrange of my um, collection to get him to be able to be featured prominently. Um, but that's all right because it's Aquaman. Um, <clears throat> and the, the exclusive piece comes with, uh, a swap out head and also a swap out left arm. And so your choices are classic Aquaman or, um, bearded Aquaman with hook hand, um, which, uh, will make the, um, Grant Morrison JLA era fans somewhat happy, although I'm pretty sure he actually had a bare chest in that kind of era, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, he had that weird uh, kind of metallic strapping thing going on around the yeah. band. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think this is a really good compromise, um, because you know, he is, while he's my favorite character, I think he's kind of the character he's, that you're not going to get another premium format of most likely. Um, so whereas, you know, if it was Batman, um, I'm sure they would have saved this for another, you know, variant, etc. cetera. Uh, but getting the bearded version and the hook hand in, in one go, um, with the exclusive, I think was really smart and, um, you know, covers basis for people depending on what their kind of iconic idea of Aquaman is. Um, mine's definitely the classic. Um, and so, um, that's how I'm going to be displaying mine. But if you go and look on the Facebook page for Action Figure Blues, you'll see the photos of both the exclusive version and the um, classic version. Um, so, like as I as I started saying, the base of this um, is very big. It's really really nicely done. Um, there are a lot of sculpting credits for this piece on the Sideshow website. Um, so obviously we don't know who did what, um, but I will just mention the sculptors: Pablo Vigiano, Alfred Paredes, Tim Niver or Niver, and Jeff Yeager. Um, and you know, great job right across the board here. Um, water effects and splashing things, whatever, um, in sculpted form, you know, can often look pretty dorky. Um, but the material that they've used for the waves, um, and then, uh, they've done a bit of a white wash over it is really effective. It's actually really good looking. It doesn't look cheap or silly. Um, and, uh, the detail in just the sculpting of the, the base, which is obviously kind of referencing some Atlantean, um, you know, relic with then some damage, etc., is just amazing. Um, the, the figure itself, um, comes with a main piece, which is the legs, the, um, chest, torso, and the right arm, which is, um, there's only one right arm piece, um, and the right arm holds the trident. And there is only one peg, um, but it is, I'm, I'm sure that when you get yours, Ben, you'll still have trouble with it. Of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> given. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but it, it's a quite a big peg in the right foot, but there's actually some, um, kind of sculpted, uh, uh 
a sculpted piece below um, the base level that slots in. So he's very sturdy. He's certainly not going there, even though the um, the right foot isn't actually fixed to the base. Um, very sturdy. Uh, there's no mixed media in this piece. Um, I think it could have been quite a challenge, certainly the tunic, etc. Um, the uh, his gloves and um, I was to say trousers or pants or whatever <laughs> um, could, could have probably been um, some sort of leathery thing if even really keen, but I'm not I'm not fussed. I don't know if you have a different opinion about that, Ben. No, no. Look, I think it would have been a bit of a stretch. Uh, I, I think they've executed it quite well as is. Mm. I, I actually like the way that turned out because it looks wet. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so glossy. Yeah. Well, actually, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I, I, I was breathing. <laughs> my, my eldest, actually, my eldest, um, actually commented on that. She said, Oh, he looks kind of slimy. And I was like, What do you mean? He doesn't look slimy. And she was like, No, I mean, like his, um, the green bits look like they're kind of wet and mm. over. So it's really good. Um, the, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with paint in a moment, but it is like really nicely done. Um, the, the sculpting of the, um, I don't know, is it chain mail or what is it really? The, the scale, scale mail, scale, scale mail yeah, of his, oh, sorry, chain mail. Hello. Scale, the scales on um, his top is just fantastic. It is really impressive. And um, I think, you know, to be able to, uh, it must be so challenging to, have to show kind of like musculature underneath something and then have texture on it as well mm-hmm. um, to kind of maintain that. But they you know, have done a really, really brilliant job. Um, the head then obviously being um, a swap out head there, uh, there's two separate pieces and the head and neck are all are one piece, and then they fit in um, with a, a kinetic help. At least it feels like there is a bit of magnetic assistance there. Um, same with the arm as well. It um, fits in really easily, and I had no trouble um, with either uh, pieces for both the hook hand or the gloved hand, the swap-out head, um, etc. Um, the trident comes in two pieces. It's huge because this is a big piece, so it's, you know, it's quite long. Um, so there is the um, the trident end um, that has that fits through a hole in his uh, right hand, and then the um, staff is a separate piece, and it, they kind of screw together, and then it just rests on the base. There's no... Your kind of specific place for it to um, uh, fit in, and um, it's sturdy, but it is actually the the it's a, a it's not um, polystone. It is a flexible material, so um, you know that kind of fear of oh, what if this chips off, whatever. I, th- I think ultimately that's smart. I don't mind that it's not. Um, uh, a a polystone piece because those little ends wouldn't need much bumping to snap off if it was. Um, the hook hand I think is though, so be careful with that. Um, the both of the portraits on this are really nicely done. It's funny because I was sitting with the bearded. I did the bearded one first because that's not how I'm going to display it. So I wanted to do those photos first and then put those away. And I was sitting looking at it and thinking, um, 
that the beard, and I don't think this really shows up in the in the pictures, but just kind of looking at the the bearded piece, I was thinking it almost has a bit of a Hemsworth sort of feel to it. And then mm-hmm. my youngest passed and said, "That looks like Liam Hemsworth." Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so it's got mm-hmm. kind of a you know bit of a Thor thing happening there. I guess I'm not sure, um, but you know, really, really nicely done. Um, the but you know, sculpt um, wise, um, the I'll, I'll have a comment on the bearded one when we get to paint. Um, but I really love the classic. Um, it's just yeah. um, you know really understated, um, but powerful. Um, kind of everything, everything I wanted, like in the, in this classic, uh, version, there's just, I, I couldn't have asked for, I think, just a better representation of him. It's powerful. It's strong. Um, it's really beautiful. Sculpt, sculpt comments before I start talking paint. I'm actually, the bearded head's kind of growing on me. I, I, I was a little shocked by it when I opened the pictures, but I, I really kind of like <laughs> it now. I, I, I don't know. It's very striking. Yeah, I think the short hair is just a given for me. It's just that's the Aquaman I, I know. And as much as uh, I enjoyed Grant Morrison's run, I, I think the the classic costume uh, with the short hair is just yeah, it just works too well. Mm-hmm. I think that the the bearded one um, is a really nice sculpt. It is a, you know again for me, it's just not my Aquaman, but um, that is a very uh, well loved run as you say and for some people that's kind of their you know idea of aquaman so i think this is something that you'd be happy with um mm. you know despite the fact that he's got the the scale mill top on which isn't really um authentic to that and it would have been a very big job i think to do kind of the whole swap out torso yeah. etc um so you know it doesn't bother me because that's not how i'm going to display it someone who's a purist about that might feel differently, but uh, the, the thing I think that sells the bearded head for me is it looks a little older and it's got, he looks weary. Like, like he's had some experiences, mm. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me, but I, I think, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like he looks young and youthful. He actually looks like he's, you know, been through some crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get that. That's good. That's good. Um, the, the paint choices here are fantastic. You know, I've already talked a bit about the, um, that kind of wet look for the, the green parts of his costume. Um, there's a metallic, um, sheen to the, the scale meal top, which is, um, just fantastic. Um, the paint choices for, um, the base, I, I, I dare say it's possible that the, um, the stone part of the base has been cast in that sort of material but then it's had a wash put over it but that's got some nice paint work on it because there's some elements of it kind of closer down the bottom where um it looks kind of like there's moss that's grown on it etc or um something which you know is really just um subtle but clever um I mentioned before, I think the waves are, are, the paintwork on the waves is fantastic. Um, there's a kind of a lot of a de- lot of depth in it. Um, really, really nicely done. And, you know, both of the heads, I'm really happy with the paint as well. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate in that I've never had, uh, you know, a, any kind of significant quality control issue with the sideshow premium format piece and, um, you know, I was thinking, gosh, I hope this isn't the time where I'm going to open it up and find something that I have to send yeah. back or, 
whatever. Um, but no, not not the case at all. Um, the and um, it's still early days. I haven't actually seen many other pictures or um, reviews of this because it's just new out. But I haven't come across um, any big quality control issues. Sideshow definitely had a um, a, a dip in there. Uh, a few years ago, going back to kind of the rogue um, yes. days of, you know, that that was a, a very, and, and I think, you know, obviously they've made some changes to their processes and the, the factories that they use, et cetera, um, for good reason. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, the DC pieces have just really been fantastic. Um, and, and I do, I really love the, the base of these. I think it's something that we've, we've talked about a few times with, in talking about some of the Marvel pieces that, um, the, the Marvel bases to me, um, have been a bit more generic and not as kind of character specific and exciting, um, in, in, in general. Um, whereas I, I really do like the fact that these DC pieces each all get a, a very character specific, um, base. Um, there's one little niggle I did have with the bearded portrait, which is that, that just the kind of lips in between the, the, the flesh bit, um, inside the, the beard, the goatee kind of has got a bit of a red sort of, I don't know, like a slightly, um, different tone to it. Kind of almost looks like he's got chapped lips or something. Um, it's very subtle. It shows up more in photos actually than in person, but this maybe if there was one thing that wasn't exactly perfect here, um, I, and, and it may be a deliberate choice of something that they've done to try and make the hair look lighter at that point or whatever, but it just, I, it did stand out for me. Um, but that's a, a really big, tiny, tiny nitpick for something that is awesome. Um, this is obviously 10 out of 10 dollies for me, like I can't, <laughs> but you know, it's like, hello. Um, and, uh, even my family was happy for me because <laughs> I know mm-hmm. how, you know, like the whole time that I've been kind of amassing this DC premium format collection, I keep saying, them, uh, you know, there's going to be an Aquaman that goes with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just, I could not be happier. Well, that's good. Cause it, brilliant. You know, it always seems like when you have a character like that, the, the chances of being disappointed or, or even, you know, the stakes are higher. So yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Now that your Grail character has been made in this uh, premium format line, who's uh, next on your want list? Uh, I'd have to say Flash. I'm really mm-hmm. Flash was actually one of the other characters that was teased in the very that initial promo that they did yep. when they announced that they had the DC license. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, and then we've heard nothing. Um, and so I'm, I'm hanging out for that one. Um, you know, I would, I would have to also put Martian Manhunter up there, um, as something that I think, you know, we could wait a long time for, mm. um, Hawkman too, you know, like I, I'm <laughs> a big, yeah, I'm a big satellite JLA fan. So yeah. I'd love to see more of those characters, but it's hard to complain, you know, the effort that they're putting into this black canary. Oh, green arrow. Hello. Hello. Dr. Fade, Zatanna, yeah. <laughs> Adam, Bane. Yeah. Bane. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> we actually saw it today when I was, um, were doing my, 
um, toy hunting, which I'll talk about in, well, I've written feeding addiction. Um, and when we were in Toys R Us, um, we, the, there's those, you know, kind of 12 inch cheap DC and Marvel you know, things are doing. Mm-hmm. And we saw a vein. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should buy this for John. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Draws the line of Titan heroes. Yeah, I didn't do that. Very good. Uh, but thanks to the show for my Aquaman. I'm very happy. Great. Thanks. I'll talk about mine in a couple of months. Are his eyes supposed to be different colors? What? Shut <laughs> 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 uh, All right. <sighs> All right, folks, that was our final Toy of the Week. When we come back, we're going to run through some feedback before we wrap things up. Now for some real fun, who you going to call? Okay, boys, we got a job to do. Bankman, look out! It's Foggy! Zap him with your Neutrona Blaster. Thanks, Ray. Don't mention it. Should I mention that? The Marshmallow Man. Spinkler, give me the ghost popper. I thought you had it. Don't worry, fellas. I've got it. Go, Norm. Waste them. Quickly. You got him! Uh-oh, he's got a friend. No, guys, that's my sister. Get the real Ghostbusters toys from Kenner. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out, just like this next yep, bit of feedback. This is coming to us from our good friend Derek WC from the Fan Holes podcast and the Action Figure Blues forum. This is actually from the forum. Um, it says, thank you for the shout-out, John. My supposition for when... Uh, uh, Killer Croc turned into an alligator-looking mess was during Hush, Batman number 608. He says, I blame Jeff, uh, or not Jeff, um, I blame Jim Lee. Uh, Loeb tries to cover it up with some double talk inner monologue, but there really was never given explanation given, in my opinion. Um, Jim Lee just wanted to draw him like a Damonite. <laughs> That's right. Sneak some Wildcats love in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm more than happy to uh, concede that you know there, there has been times where Killer Croc has the uh, the crocodile head, but I think where it fails on that premium format statue from Sideshow is that you don't have the tail to match. Hmm. So that's what uh, yeah. lets it down a bit. I, I just I don't know. I still that that is not my Killer Croc. No, nah. and I've never seen him as a guy that was like full scale alligator. You know, I, yeah. And the thing that ruined me is the um, X Files episode. I'm trying to think of what it was called. Humbug with the the circus people. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Because the the guy in the beginning of that was the the human, mm. wasn't he? Isn't that what he was? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And he and he gets killed. So I've always kind of associated that with you know what Killer Croc would really be like. You know, yeah. obviously, you know comic book's going to take a little different interpretation mm. that, that that's the kind of skin I had always en- envisioned him with not full on scaly crocodile skin so yeah yeah yes yeah, so I think that's one I'll wait till uh, I see it in person and, and make it yeah are, are, you know you, you could you, you could put and get him and put him with Bane well that's right that's right I'll have to wait and see the Bane fully painted up too I think uh, they're starting to diversify a little bit too far for my wallet uh, mm. Well, that brings us to the end, sir. Well, yes, it does. Hmm. Yes, it does. It's almost sad to say goodbye for this week. I know. This was fun. Hmm. Indeed. Fun. I always like talking to you guys, so always brightens up my week. Yeah. Well, thank you. Indeed. Indeed. 
I've been kind of on a string of run here, haven't I? Yeah. On a bunch of shows lately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, do we do we still spay and neuter our atoms on, on the way out, or uh, is that just um, a thing? I'm still on the, the spay and neuter your pets thing. I, okay. I You know, I, I have my own clauses, and, hmm. I, you know, I hate seeing... Uh, I, you probably don't know, but uh, that actually comes from... I think I've explained this, but it comes from uh, Price is Right. Yes, yes. And Bob Barker used to say that <laughs> at the end of every episode. Um you know, and if you follow my Facebook, you know I'm a big dog lover, and uh, people that you know are just generating stray dogs out there just to, you know, yeah. they don't spay or neuter their pets. It's 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 not a good thing, and that's yeah. that's actually why I say it is, you know, if you got a pet and you're not going to be responsible and keep track of them, then yep, I agree, I agree. So that's why I was saying we should have our atoms spayed and neutered as well. I don't know. I think the world could use a little more atom. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, indeed, indeed. And some more bends. We need some more bends. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking of, was that multiplicity? I could, I could do with uh, another me going to work every now and then for me. Uh, I could too. Mm. I definitely could too. I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day. I do that. Mm. But have your Eddie Spader neutered. That's right. <laughs> All right, folks. See you next week. Eddie's going to send hate mail. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. It's a very respectful, respectable effort on Bam Kapow <laughs> for a tired, a tired dad. <laughs> At that exclamation marks there, so I figure, you know, I love exclamation marks. Yeah, I, I, I just appreciate put them it. At the end of every sentence. <laughs> Well, we always start off by playing sound, so we'll just get right to it. Maybe. And no, we won't. Did you hear? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Okay. You, you'll have to pretend that you heard it. <laughs> I don't know why that thing's acted up lately. How <laughs> uh, certain final two is it, or does feeding the addiction go there? No, we've uh, got no red card. Yeah, so. if you didn't um, figure out, I had no clue what was really in between them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's all good. <laughs>